Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. All right, so hey, we're kicking off a series called At the Movies, and maybe some of you were here last year when we did that, and basically the whole reason behind it is really to try and help us connect with people that normally aren't in church and then help use uh, a modern-day tale, if you will, to help illustrate the truth of the word. And I want to make this statement here. I want you to hear what I have to say. We're not using the movies to proclaim the word. The word speaks for itself. We're not looking to movies, whether you like the movie, you agree with the movie or not, to find truth in God's word. Truth in God's word is truth from God's word, right? But we're using it to understand behaviors and illustrate some things. And Jesus did that in his time. In fact, when he would be teaching parables, he would be talking about the birds of the air, the lilies of the field. He'd be talking about the farmer sows seed, the fig tree. He'd be talking about things that people would see and know to illustrate a spiritual truth. And then he would bring the truth to that. So we're looking ways to help understand some things in the word. Maybe make the Bible come alive. We'll say it this way. This is at the movies is where faith and film meet or collide, however you want to say that. And so we're looking at a modern day parables through the course of this month, all the way up until the 23rd to help convey some powerful truths from God's word in a way that we believe will help you connect and maybe even help perhaps family, friends, neighbors, coworkers connect. The unchurched come in and not just a typical service, but they'll still hear the truth of God's word. Amen. And so open up your hearts to receive today. And um, now, how do you start? What movies do you pick? Holiday's a little different because it's kind of a niche. So you're looking at a specific pool of movies to pull from. And so I, I, I picked some movies and stuff. And I wrestled with this first one. I was over here. I drove my staff crazy, especially my production team that had to help put the elements together. And I'm like, I'm set on this movie and I'm just not feeling it. I've watched a movie over and over again. And I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I'm in Tuesday. We're working. We're setting up decorating. And they think it's this movie. So they're planning a bunch of activities around it. And then Tuesday, I dropped the bomb. I'm not settled on that movie. And they're like, but we already, and I'm, like, I'm sorry. And so then it changed by the time I left. It changed two more times by the time I left the office that day. And like, they're like, just go home. <laughs> and so then Wednesday, I come in and they changed the movie again. And so I just want to say, I'm so thankful for our team. They're so patient and gracious and making all this happen. So thank you, especially our especially our production team, because even this morning I made some changes. And he's like, it's already all edited. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. So they, they, I just, I'm so thankful for them all. But really, today is perhaps my favorite, my favorite Christmas movie. And I, I don't know if it's something that you'll relate to or not. Um, but I think there's some great things in there that'll help us illustrate a really powerful truth that we need to be uh, mindful of during this season. So let's just jump right into the first scene. At good old Cleveland Street, how could I ever forget it? But there I am, with that dumb round face and that stupid stocking cap. Oh, but no matter, Christmas was on its way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful Christmas around which the entire kid year revolved. Higby's corner window was traditionally a high water mark of the pre-Christmas season. First-nighters, packed earmuff to earmuff, jostled in wonderment before a golden, tinkling display of mechanized, electronic joy. Ah, there it is. 
the holy grail of Christmas gifts, the Red Ryder 200-shot range model air rifle. And there he is, Red Ryder himself. In his hand was the knurled stock of as coolly deadly looking a piece of weaponry as ever I had laid eyes on. For weeks, I had been scheming to get my mitts on one of these fearsome blue steel beauties. My fevered brain seethed with the effort of trying to come up with the infinitely subtle devices necessary to implant the Red Rider range model air rifle indelibly into my parents' subconscious. I, I love that. I, I love to be the narrator and write that stuff. I love that. But it, it's funny to me when you see R- Ralphie there. Uh, why did I pick this movie? We'll explain it as we go. When my wife was out, my wife and daughter were out at Walmart yesterday, and so they FaceTime me. He's keeping this FaceTime. I'm like, ah, I'm studying. Okay. So I hit the FaceTime. And they're in Walmart. My wife has this pair of glasses on, and, uh, and she's like, do you like these? I'm like, well, I don't. They're, they're sunglasses. Why are you looking at sunglasses? She goes, no, because if I fix your hair right and you wear these glasses and I get you a sweater, you'll look just like Ralphie. And I'm like, no. No, oh, come on. I'm going to look like Ralphie. Whatever. Well, you get me a Red Rider, 200 shot, Carmine, compass in the stock, BB gun, maybe. I don't know. But you know what I like about this opening scene here is, uh, you know, he's for weeks had been planning this for weeks, and now he's trying to scheme how he could convince his parents into something. It's obviously something he wants so much. And I think it's so funny. We laugh about that. But I, I wonder in our own life, what is that one thing that you're just so want, you want so much? And let's just, let's just pull this around for a second here. You know, for a kid, it's a, a little different scenario, but for you and I, we can relate because even, even at our age, there's things that we pursue and things that we want and things that we want to go for that we think we have to have or, or we think will be of value to us. And it wasn't just enjoyment of the gift that he saw, but it was Red Rider and all the things that he stood for. And, and Ralphie's, Ralphie's going to be explaining to us um, how desperate he is for this gift. And, and I think it's not unlike you and I as we come, especially in this time of season, and maybe it's not a specific gift per se, but maybe it's something that we just want and that we desire. And it's so easy in this time to kind of lose our focus a little bit or get our priorities out of order. And so, uh, but we can be just like him where we, we continue to find a way. What is that one thing that you've been trying to find a way? It may not be something as a, a, a tangible gift as much as you're trying to be something, uh, can relate to someone, um, have that position. What is it in us that one thing that we would say that really drives our life, that one thing that we feel like we have to have. And so um, we come up with these plans and schemes, how we can accomplish that. And so let's take a look at the next scene. Maybe what happened next was inevitable. Ralphie, what would you like for Christmas? Horrified, I heard myself blurted out. I want an official Red Rider Carbon Action 200 Range Ball Air Rifle. Ooh. No. Shoot your eye out. Oh, no, it was the classic mother BB gun block. (laughs) You'll shoot your eye out. That deadly phrase uttered many times before by hundreds of mothers was not surmountable by any means known to kiddom. But such was my mania, my desire for a Red Rider carbine, that I immediately began to rebuild the dike. (laughs) I was just kidding. Even though Flick is getting one. I guess I'd just like some Tinker Toys. I couldn't believe my own ears. Tinker Toys? she never buy it. BB guns are dangerous. I don't want anybody shooting his eye out.
mothers know nothing about creeping marauders burrowing through the snow toward the kitchen where only you and you alone stand between your tiny huddled family and insensate evil. As long as I got old blue. Well, what have we got here, folks? Well, we figure he's Black Bart, uh, Ralph. Well, chef's team, a trusty old Red Rider carbine action two on the shop range model air rifle. Lucky I got a compass in the stock. Well, I think I better have a look here. Oh, he's not. picturing me like that right now, so <laughs> nothing I can do about it. So, you know, what I love about this scene is, is uh, you know, Ralphie's just doing whatever he can do to try and get this, attain what he thinks is going to bring him some joy and happiness, and he starts dreaming these things. He starts thinking, well, if I could only do this, then it would be this. If I was only this guy, it would be this way. If I only had this, then life would be this way. And I think that we all have that thing in us that we think things would be different if we had something or were something or were with something or did something that we think maybe that's the answer to our happiness or maybe that's what we feel. And understand there, when Ralphie's going through this moment, this dream sequence, what, what his dad's telling him, you know, save us, Ralphie, what are you going to do? And there's just something in him and every single one of us that needs to feel needed. Right? And he wants to be the protector. And in his own mind, this is the key for him to, to add value to the family. If I, if I can only do this, people will respect me. Or maybe uh, people will uh, honor me, maybe. Maybe that's something that we feel that there's a significance or value that will come with either being something, doing something, or having something. And let's be honest with this. That's a, a need, an innate need in every single one of us. And so we'll do and pursue things just for the sake of having a fulfillment or a happiness that we think comes from somewhere else other than the gift that God gave us in Jesus. But what's interesting in this scene to me is the first time that you hear in this movie the iconic phrase, you'll shoot your eye out. And what I like about that phrase is I was thinking about it, it's like, how do you shoot your own eye out? Because I can remember as growing up as a kid and BB guns and all that kind of stuff and mostly like throwing rocks and all kinds of stuff that boys will do. My parents were always, don't, don't put somebody else's eye out. 
That wasn't that they weren't concerned about mine, but it was like, you know, how are you going to, and so it's interesting as this unfolds, I'm thinking about this pursuit of something in our life and how it's easy for us to lose our focus and get focused on something that we think is going to add us value or significance or fulfill something in us where it's important to understand that if we get out of focus, then all of a sudden we can, it can lead to self-harm. I mean, because shooting your eye out, it's not like, be careful, Ralphie, because your neighbor boy it might shoot your eye out, or be careful, Ralphie, because you might shoot somebody else's eye. It's like, there's harm that you can do for yourself and, and do to yourself, and understand something. When things are out of focus and we've been consumed with this thing or one thing or position or person or whatever that is, we need to be very careful because it could be the road that leads us to self-harm as opposed to what we think is gonna be of value. And, and so um, I love the idea that Ralphie blurts it out to his mom and his mom, because you know that on the course of your life, God is always trying to direct or redirect your path, and he'll use the ones closest in your life, the ones that you know, love, and respect the most. And his mom is telling him, listen, you need to redirect your focus, is in a sense, from the context of this, because getting these other things as a priority will lead to hurt yourself. And how many times? It sounds as our loved ones spoken to our life because they've seen the path that we're on because we're pursuing something other than what maybe God intended, but we can't see it in ourselves. So God brings somebody in our life to speak to us because he wants us on the straight and narrow. But yet something in us still pushes and, and we're, we're determined to do this because we've convinced ourselves this is what we need and so we find ourselves much like this next scene. Now, boys and girls, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to write a theme. What I want for Christmas. Aha, the clouds lifted. And I want it handed in tomorrow morning. I saw a faint gleam of light at the other end of the black cave of doom. I knew that when Miss Shields read my magnificent, eloquent theme, that she would sympathize with my plight and everything would work out. Somehow. What I want for Christmas. What I want for Christmas is a Red Rider BB gun with a compass and a stock and this thing which tells time. Wow, that's great. I think that everybody should have a Red Rider BB gun. They're very good for Christmas. I knew I was handing Miss Shields a masterpiece. Maybe Miss Shields in her ecstasy would excuse me from theme writing for the rest of my natural life. All right, class, I have your Christmas themes for you. I'm pleased. In general, you did very well. Oh, this is it. C plus. Oh, no, it can't be. C plus? C plus? <laughs> oh, no. You shoot your eye out? You kind of feel for Ralphie at this point because like nowhere, everywhere he turns, he's just getting rejected from this. And, and I think it's much like ourselves, you know, God is always trying to get our attention. And so Ralphie now is in a position, he's speaking with somebody, if you will, in a place of authority, somebody that he's given permission to speak into his life. And how many times have God put people in our life that we've even given an open door to, or perhaps people in authority in some capacity, and yet they're telling us and trying to point us on the straight and narrow, but we seem to keep pursuing something that is detrimental to our well-being. And it's interesting because he makes a comment in this scene. He's writing this letter, this theme rather, this paper. And he's like, maybe she'll be so impressed that I won't have to write another paper the rest of my life. 
And I think that we search for that thing that will alleviate some work, alleviate responsibility. What is it that we're looking for that really it not only will bring honor to our life, help us feel needed, if you will, help us feel valued, but also would, would take some stress off of us. What is that that's going to lift some stress? Maybe some responsibility. Maybe life is overwhelming right now and I just need some relief. And if I could only do this or achieve this or obtain this or be with this person or in this position, and yet God continues to send people in our life, much like his teacher that will say, honestly, you're going to shoot your eye out. Or in other words, you know, this really is going to lead down a path of self-harm. And yet something in us, because we want so much, our focus is off, we want so much, this one thing, whatever that might be, that we continue to pursue. And now we're just looking for anybody that would just join and say, okay, it doesn't matter who it is, if we could just find somebody that would agree with me. And so we see this, see this in this next scene. over there. See, the line's not so long. You yeah. can go get in it. Now take Randy's hand and hold on to him and we'll see you later, okay? Yeah, yeah, stay together. Don't get lost. Okay. And what do you want? Come on. Let's go. Young man. Hey, kid. Just where do you think you're going? Going up to see Sarah. The line ends here. It begins there. Merry Christmas, ho, ho, ho. Come on, now, come on, boys and girls. Hurry up. Let's go. Oh, no. Come on. If Higby thinks I'm working one minute past nine, he can kiss my foot. <laughs> come on, up on Santa's lap. Here's a wet one. <laughs> then what's your name, boy? Come on, Randy. And what do you want for Christmas, Billy? A toy truck. Get him off my lap. Nine o'clock. Great Scott, the store is going to close. Santa can't wait all night. Come on, kid. Ho, ho, ho. Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, Then what's your name, little boy? The store's closing. Come on. Listen, little boy, we've got a lot of people waiting here, so get going. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? <sighs> My mind had gone blank. Frantically, I tried to remember what it was I wanted. I was blowing it, blowing it. Come on, kid. How about a nice uh, football? 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 What's a football? Without conscious will, my voice squeaked out. Football. Okay, get him out of here. A football? Oh, no. Okay, what was baby. I doing? Wake up! No! Ow. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. 
What's funny to me is how many times when we think we just have the thing that's going to do it. This is what's going to work for me. It's what's going to give me value, significance, needs, going to take responsibility off of me. Sometimes we're so determined to make that happen despite what anybody else has said, even in the midst of the Buddha rejection, right? And here, so he's trying to connect with a stranger. Just anybody, anybody will agree with me and see value in this, and yet he is unable to find that. And yet God sends people across our life all the time that we're willing, we're willing to ignore because they don't line up with what we think is right and appropriate. And I think in the season that we're in, at the end of the year, it's a time as we're looking ahead to January, new changes. If only this would happen, if only I could do this or be this. I want to caution you in losing your focus because in something inside of you will continue to strive for something that really isn't the answer after all. And so it's so easy to get caught up in the emotion or the holidays or whatever, whatever that looks like for you. And we're, we're looking and talking to people and God's always so good to send people across our path that will help try and refocus us and redirect us if we're willing to listen. But sometimes that one thing has become so dominant in our life, we've given it so much attention. See, here's the thing, what you focus on will grow. What you focus on, you magnify and it becomes bigger and it becomes bigger and it's harder to hear the other voices God has put in our life. And so Ralphie is in his place of disappointment, but he's not giving up. He hasn't taken all the other people, the godly counsel, if you will, in, in regards to our illustration day that God puts in our life. And we've shut out all those voices and we can still be that much determined to get this thing because we know it really is the answer. It is what we need. And then here at the end of the story, because it is a Christmas story, it does turn out probably not the way that we think it will, but it turns out in a way uh, for Ralphie, the way that he hoped it would. And so let's take a a look at the next scene. Outside. Oh, I still say those things are dangerous. Okay, Black Bart, now you get yours. Oh my god, I shot my eye out. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot your eye out. Oh, oh, oh. Ralphie, you be careful out there. Don't shoot your eye out. She hadn't seen. She didn't know. My eyes are right. The BB must have hit my glasses. My glasses? Oh, no, where are my glasses? Few things brought such swift and terrible retribution on a kid as a pair of busted glasses. Oh, no. Rapidly, my 
might evolved a spectacular plot. Let's see, uh, uh, an icicle, yeah, falls off the garage and hits me in the eye. It would work. It had to work. Quickly, I whipped up some tears. Ralphie? Well, Ralphie got what he'd wanted, what he'd longed for. That thing came to pass, but it did turn out the way that he expected, and isn't that typically the way that it is? We really think that this is the way to something or obtain something or achieve something, the value, the love, the things that we want, that we feel that we need, the honor, the respect. And if it's out of order, if it's out of focus, it's never going to deliver what only God can deliver. It will always leave you wanting. In fact, as we saw the scenario play out, and he did actually injure himself in that moment. And isn't that really when we're pursuing things other than what God intended, that we risk ourselves an injury to ourselves, even if we push through all the advice or counsel of other people around about us, because God's always trying to get us back our focus on him instead of other things. And so in that moment, he has in his this time that he didn't actually shoot his eye out, but he lost his ability to see. He lost his vision. He lost his vision of purpose to what really has mattered, if we can use it in the context of an illustration. So what that, that thing that he wanted resulted in him losing his vision. He stepped and crunched his glasses there. And what you don't see, what you haven't seen, we didn't put, and you know it if you've seen the movie, that as he goes upstairs to get all cleaned up by his mom, they left the door open. And these dogs, neighbor's dogs came in and they had the Christmas dinner on the table and the dogs just got the Christmas dinner, the turkey and everything and ran out. And so it's interesting to me because not only did he injure himself, but it left the door open for the enemy to come in. And can I tell you, when you're pursuing something, when you lose your focus or you focus on something other than what God intended, not only do you bring harm to yourself, but you leave the door open for the enemy to come and impact everything around about you. And so the enemy comes in, if you will. But not only that, because he lost his focus or his vision, let's say it that way, because when he lost his vision or his purpose, if you will, then you saw what happened to cover up for his mistake. He fell into sin. He lied to his mom. And so you open the door so many things, not only are you going to risk harming yourself, if you will, and those around about you, the thing he wanted to protect his family, actually it left the door open, and then it also caused him then to go into sin or to do things he never intended or thought maybe he would do to cover up that. And isn't that the same thing? We find that we want that, we pursue it. And if it's outside of what God's plan and purpose for our life is, it's not that God doesn't want us to have things, but he wants us to stay in focus. And so I wanted to bring, as we get ready to close this, obviously we want to bring the scripture into this. And I want to take a look at a passage of scripture that probably you wouldn't associate with Christmas, but I think it illustrates it very well. Matthew 6, 31 through 34. And understanding that this world could never, ever live up to our expectations and this world will never bring the fulfillment that only God can. And so we need to keep our focus right now during this time. We need to keep our focus. So here we go, Matthew 6, 31 through 34. It says this, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows what you need. Can I say this morning, especially in this season, don't lose your focus. Don't chase after things. Don't chase after these other things. Chase after God. Seek first God. Make him your focus. Because here's what I believe. A lot of the things that we see in life, the brokenness that we feel or experience and stuff, a lot of times it's not because we haven't tried hard to come out of that or tried hard to attain something. It's because we've lost our focus. And what we need to do is get our focus back. 
I mean, you can work hard and you can do this and work on all these things and stuff, but if you don't have the right focus, you're gonna miss, because here's what focus does. So if we focus or seek first God, it says all these things will be added to you. And know this, your father knows, the Bible says that your father knows, God knows what you have need of. God knows that you need to feel valued. God knows that you need to feel significant. God knows that you need to feel peace and unity. God knows that you need to have resources. God knows that you need to have those things in your life that we pursue or long for, that one thing that's driving you. God knows you have need of it. And he says the answer is not to focus on that, but it's to focus on me. And those things will be an outcome of our relationship. And so during this time in this season, it's like, don't lose your focus. Why? Because you'll shoot your eye out. It won't turn out the way that you hoped or wanted. It won't bring you what maybe you thought it would bring you. And not only will it, maybe the result might be something harmful to yourself, if you will, but even those round about you. It goes on to say this, if we could go back to that. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. See, here's what I believe. We focus so much on the past and we bring the past into our everyday life. And then I think there's times that we focus on the future and we have this hope like this gift will bring me joy and peace in the future if I only had this. But can I tell you what we need to focus on is the joy and peace that we have right now because of the gift of Jesus Christ. Let's not lose our focus. Let's not bring our past into our present and let's not uh, hope away our now for our future. Let's look at the joy and peace and focus on the gift, the indescribable gift of Jesus Christ that God gave us and enjoy the love, joy, peace right now that he has because he's the only one that can add value and significance to our lives. And so he's here. So let's not lose our focus. Don't shoot your eye out. Keep focused on God and he'll add those things to your life that you need because he is a good and faithful God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My heart, my hope in this opening message, if you will, this hopefully series I believe will not only be enjoyable but will help us bring some spiritual truths to life is to see that in this time, in this season, that the gift that God gave in Jesus, if you will, what we celebrate, it's so easy to lose our focus. Let's stay focused on him. Because it's in him, through him, and by him, everything else in life flows. And when we, when we have those moments that we look to other things or other people, that's when we run the risk of not only being disappointed because they'll never live up to what God can bring, because God is only the one that's created to be able to provide those things. But not only will it bring potential and stuff harm for you, but those around about you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.